You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey Sports presents Big Time Baseball. Ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the end and the finish line. It is here. The offseason has begun. And if those of you who are sitting there like, oh, no more baseball. It's terrible. Yada, yada, yada. No, 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 no. Baseball's just starting because, ladies and gentlemen, the hot stove has already begun. Thanks to Papa Steve Cohen. And guys, we're going to talk all about that. And of course, we're going to chat about the World Series that just came to an end. And you are listening to Big Time Baseball and Odyssey Sports. I am Cody Decker, former professional baseball player, turned professional smartass on the radio. And with me, the legend himself. You see him everywhere. New York Post, MLB Network, probably everywhere else, probably in anything baseball feed. And of course, the most important baseball Twitter account to follow ever, John Heyman. John, how you doing, my man? I'm good. How are you, Cody? Thank you for the very nice introduction. As of course. Always. I'm. Hey, man, I'm great. I, I just watched uh, maybe one of my favorite Octobers I've had the opportunity to sit through. We had ups. We had downs. I don't think uh, anyone was very surprised that the Astros came away with the World Series. Dusty Baker gets his World Series ring. As much as I hate the fact that it has a Houston H on it, I'm so happy for Dusty Baker, the coolest man in the history of baseball. Well, everybody is happy for Dusty. No question about it. He is, wow, he is beloved, and uh, they certainly will bring him back, and he'll be happy to come back. And um, I think he's a Hall of Famer. I hope everybody agrees with that now. He certainly was mm-hmm. a very good player. That's before your time with your oh, one of your teams, I'm sure, growing up. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, he was a very good player and is a great manager. Great man. I mean, this guy won with the Reds. He won with the Cincinnati Reds. Nobody can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how Reds, good a manager he is. He won with the Cubs, won with the Giants, no rings, but he finally got it. And listen, it, it's very, very cool. And I, I really do think that it's being overlooked just what an incredible job Dusty Baker did as manager of the Houston Astros, specifically coming in when he did with a new GM, with the amount of controversy, the calming force that is Dusty Baker to come into that chaos and lead this team, not to just to a World Series title, but multiple World Series appearances. And quite frankly, if it weren't for Dusty Baker, I mean, we're still hearing Astros cheater talk, and I don't think we'll ever be completely free of it. But if it weren't for Dusty Baker, I think it would be a million times worse. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's why he was brought in, to try to change that subject. And, I mean, he did it as well as anybody could have done it, but, yeah, we're never going to hear the end of it. I mean, they're cheating. I'm sure there are other teams that cheated 100%. But their cheating was a little bit over the top. They were caught. They deserve it. I'm kind. Of, I'm kind of over it. Even as a New Yorker, I, I was hoping some other people would be. But I get it. I mean, the cheating was bad. But he came in there to to try to calm things down, and he not only did that to as much as he could have, but 
he got to the World Series twice, as you said, and won a World Series. So, I mean, you know, he's he's amazing. One of the all-time greats. Incredible. And just talking about the World Series, of course, six games, four to two. Uh, I'm sorry, should I say four to two uh, as far as the Astros go. Um, the Phillies, I mean, an incredible run form, a miracle run form. It was a two twos going back over to Houston. Uh, it was just an exciting series. And it says in the rundown, where did it go wrong for the Phillies? I don't think that's a misleading statement. I don't think anything went wrong for the Phillies. It's just the Astros were such a buzzsaw. Their pitching was so deep. And as much as I love the offense on the Philly side, you know, it's just power guy after power guy after power guy. The offense on the Houston side was a well-rounded offense. You know, you had guys that get on base. You got guys that move guys over. You got guys that steal bases, take the extra bases. And then, of course, you got Jordan Alvarez coming in with a sledgehammer to center field, hitting a ball so deep in game six, John, that I had no idea there were seats in center field of Houston. That's how I learned. I didn't know either. You're, you're absolutely right. When you say it's a deep <laughs> pitching, that was it. I mean, their, their bullpen, incredible. Uh, some of those guys looked unhittable. Abreu was unhittable. Uh, Presley, you know, it didn't look like he was overwhelming, but nobody could touch him. He, mm -hmm. he was amazing. Uh, I mean, clearly Pena was the MVP. Uh, incredible. I saw him in spring training hit a ball about 475 feet. I said, boy, this guy's got talent. You know, I didn't know he was going to be this kind of a player and so consistent and so good defensively. A rookie winning uh, gold glove at shortstop. Amazing. They do a great job. The front office does a great job. Dusty did a great job. Team is great, and you're right. The deep pitching, I think, in the end, that was what did it. Philly's got a great lineup, but you know they were stopped in the end. Mm -hmm. They hit the had the game with five home runs. Next day, no hits, and uh, that's the way Houston pitching was. They didn't lose a game until they got to the World Series. Philly did beat them twice, you know. So I can't say that Philly underperformed. You know, I think Houston was just the best team. Mm -hmm. And they just were fun watch, great playoffs. But before we get into the hot stove stuff, and I'm glad you mentioned Jeremy Pena, who won not only the ALCS MVP, but the World Series MVP. That's just another thing about Houston. I mean, we talked about the pitching. We talked about the well-rounded lineup. This is a team that just lost Carlos Correa last offseason and somehow got better with their rookie shortstop in right. Jeremy Pena. I mean, that, that organization is a factory of yeah. star makers. I mean, they'd lost Springer, they'd lost Garrett Cole, they lost a lot of guys. They kind of had this idea not to give out more than a five-year deal. So these superstar players, it's hard to keep them. And they kept Altuve because he had signed an earlier contract that was kind of a low contract and wanted to stay there. And they extended him by five years. But that's kind of their thing is to not give someone more than five years if they don't have to. Mm -hmm. And certainly not at free agency when the players are a little bit older. Although Correa was not that old. They did offer him five for 160. Didn't get it done, and, uh, you know, I can see now why Baseball Ops was, you know, not going crazy to keep him. They had this kid, Pena, who is 25 years old. Interesting background. His dad was a player, Geronimo Pena, which I thought that was an interesting note that he was in the first lineup that Dusty faced as a manager in 1993 wow. with the Giants. Geronimo Pena was the, uh, I think, the leadoff hitter with the Cardinals. Uh, certainly was in the lineup, and... Uh, you know, I mean, grew up in Rhode Island, Jeremy Pena, played at University of Maine, a little bit different background, and uh, just a terrific, terrific player. I know some of the analytics people didn't love him batting second, but Dusty had a reason for it. You know, he wanted him to get get the pitches to hit, and uh, boy, did it work. So, I mean, Dusty's a great manager, and I, I hope all those critics of his uh, pipe down now. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Me too. And final thought before we get into this uh, incredible, and I do mean this incredible free agent market, as much as we said last year, like, oh my God, this free agent market of 2021 will never be topped. Uh, 2022 is better. It's it's, it's even more incredible this year. But final thoughts on the 2022 postseason, first year of the extra wildcard teams and the both sides. Uh, first year of a division team, you know, divisional teams playing in the wild card round. Um, so, a couple of takeaways. Uh, what are what are your initial takeaways? What did you think of the new system? Do you think it's going to kind of revert play uh, regular season baseball? Because we we were worried that maybe this expansion might keep teams from spending more, or will it make them? force them to spend more when it comes to the trade market and everything. How many teams are going to be in? How many? How much are teams going to spend, especially if a team that's going to be sub-500 gets into the playoffs? What do you think of it so far? Well, I, I think it was good that, you know, the worst record was around 87 wins. The team got in. We didn't see any 500 teams or worse mm-hmm. get in. And Philly was better than that team. Obviously, they were very bad under Girardi. They changed managers. They lost Harper for basically half a season. Once they got him back, they were better than that 87-win team. A team, so I'm glad no 81 win team or less got in. It worked out. They wouldn't have gotten in, of course, if they didn't hadn't expanded to six teams. They probably wouldn't have gotten in if Milwaukee hadn't traded Josh Hader, which makes things interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I hope teams learn from the first year of this to go for it, and every win counts. And uh, look, the Mets, you know, if they were more aggressive, they might have been in Atlanta by instead of tying them and losing uh, the division and having to go through San Diego, which they didn't do. Um, Every win counts, and Philly barely got in, and here they are making the World Series. And so, I mean, it's it's worth being aggressive. And I think the teams that were aggressive were rewarded. San Diego had a nice run Mm -hmm. to the Final Four. They were aggressive. Philly was aggressive in terms of free agency. They were aggressive in terms of uh, the deadline, and obviously they were rewarded. Dave Dombrowski, probably another guy who should be in the Hall of Fame, fourth team now in the World Series. You know, some of the analytics people kind of look down on him. Not really a good idea. The guy's mm-hmm. been in the World Series with four different teams. Yep, can't really argue with that. And my former team Israel uh, teammate Sammy <laughs> Fold going to the World yes. Series as a GM. Pretty incredible stuff, but there is one question, and it's it's been a fair critique, and I don't know what the right answer is. And we had four teams this season who had 100 win seasons. Of course, the Astros being one of them. We'll throw the Yankees into the mix, even though they won 99 games. 
But of the 100 win teams, uh, let's be real clear here. Only one made it out of the divisional series. We lost. We saw the we saw the uh, Mets get knocked out of the wild card round. We see the Braves get knocked out of the divisional series as long along with the Dodgers. The teams that we all agreed were the best teams, if not in the National League, all of Major League Baseball. We didn't get any of them in the World Series. Is that bad for baseball? No, I thought it was great, and I will disclose here. I think I believe I haven't looked at it but I'm pretty sure I got every round wrong in the National League playoffs. Uh, they were basically all, all upsets. So, you know, I, 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 the ones I picked for an upset, like in the World Series where I picked Philly to, to win, I didn't get that one right either. But I think that's great. I mean, I know people were complaining. The division series shouldn't just be five. You know what? The division series has always been five games. I never got that complaint. Yeah, There are upsets in five games. There are upsets in seven games. We've seen the World Series be an upset many, many times. That's why they play 162. So the best teams are in. Does that mean the best team will then get through that gauntlet? Not necessarily. And that's the way it's always been. I think it worked out. It was a great postseason. I think we all enjoyed it. Very exciting. Lots of upsets. All good. All for it. Uh, me too. I really loved this postseason. It was a blast. We got a great World Series out of it. We got incredible moments. I mean, the Bryce Harper NLCS home run will be a home run that lives on forever. Incredible call by Joe Davis when he was saying the the swing of his life. That will be a Philly call for memorable forever, not to mention the Jordan Alvarez home run to center field in game six. I mean, that thing, you had to know it was coming. And this will be my last comment on the World Series, but can everyone just realize that Jordan Alvarez left-on-left matchup does not work. Ask Robbie Ray. Ask the Phillies. Don't don't put in lefties yeah. to face Jordan Alvarez. <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't think that was the wrong move at the time, but, you know, I, I've seen the criticism since, and obviously Wheeler was throwing well, very good pitcher. You know, I mean, obviously the result wasn't good, but you got a lefty who throws 99. You don't mm-hmm. expect a 450-foot home run to dead center. You really don't. But, mm-hmm. I mean, he had three enormous home runs while batting about – what did he bat? About 100 in the, yep. in the postseason? Uh, amazing. I mean, the Yankees, they they shut him down. Um, they tried to pitch around him and pitch to Bregman instead. That didn't work out for them. But, uh, I mean, Houston was just too good. They, had, they their were. Defense was good. Their pitching was incredible. The top of the lineup is fantastic. I mean, you could nitpick and say the lineup could be a little deeper, this, that. You know what? Uh, Terrific team. Congratulations to them. You know what's amazing? Kind of an outlier series in that the Houston Astros did not out-homer the Philadelphia Phillies. And what it's been for years, whoever hits the most home runs in a series traditionally wins said series. And not the case because all the Phillies did was hit home runs. And unfortunately, not many people getting on base. Exciting series. Can't wait for next year. Can't wait to see where both these organizations go. And that leads us right into the hot stove that we're walking into because what is Major League Baseball going to look like next year? What teams are going to make some big moves? Hey, let's not mince words here. If I'm the New York Yankees, I'm spending money like it's 1999. I'm getting my hands on everyone humanly available to never let the Astros knock me out. I'm talking Aaron Judge better be coming back. I'm talking they got to get their hands on Carlos Rodon. Go get Zach Eflin while you're at it to bolster your pen. And, hey, Carlos Carrera and Trey Turner would look really good in pinstripes. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like one of my columns. I have mentioned that twice. Those very players, uh, one of the great shortstops, you know, whether it be Bogertz, uh, Correa, or Turner, 
bring in Rodon or Verlander, although I think they're discouraged on Verlander since they tried last year and didn't get him. Um, and, of course, they have to bring Judge back. I also recommended Diaz. That's off the board, not officially, but he's got his uh, physical today and should be off the board soon. I'm with you. I know people are saying you should be able to win on $260 million. Hey, guess what? They haven't been able to do it. Also, guess what? I think we know this. Their revenue is greater than every other team. It's not quite mm-hmm. double the Mets, but it's a lot more than the Mets. And the Mets' payroll is much higher. There's room for the Yankees to spend, and you know they better they better try hard with Judge. I think they will. Feel like he's more likely than not coming back, but Same. never know in free agency. And they're not going to do one of those shortstops because they feel like they're okay with whether it's kind of Falefa or Peraza or potentially Volpe. This year and then the next year, probably Volpe. And rather than give someone a nine-year deal or whatever, they're going to uh, live with what what they have at shortstop. And, you know, I'm with you. I think they should be spending to win after 13 straight years without a World Series appearance. But uh, they love their process, as we heard. And they have been a winning team all those years, just haven't uh, done what they say that their mission statement is, which is World Series or bust. And it's been bust 13 years in a row by their own by their own goal. Well, I think we could say arguably the two biggest free agents this offseason. Aaron Judge, obviously. I think we can all agree right. Aaron Judge is going to be number the number one, one topic. Yep. Um, I, like, I agree with you. I can't see him leaving the Yankees. I know the Yankees have all the money in the world to pay him. It's not like, but then again, I hate that phrase. Every team has all the money in the world to pay him. <laughs> They all well, not the Marlins, not the Marlins. Maybe not the Marlins. <laughs> Maybe not the Marlins. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, if he's not a Yankee, you know, of course, having fun, I can't imagine him playing for any other team that's not the San Francisco Giants if he's not a Yankee. Is there other teams that you think actually will be dark horses? Yeah, I mean, I do think that there will be teams in on Judge beyond those two. Where the, the Giants do seem like a team that's going to go out there and spend, not whatever it takes. I don't ever believe that. There's always a budget. They are a team that's going to spend. They may look at short. I'm sure they're going to look at shortstop as well as judge and try to sell them on. We're going to bring in a shortstop too. And it's your hometown team. Although he's from Linden, which is three hours away and was a team they grew up rooting for. But I mean, he's not really a San Francisco guy. I don't ever believe that anyone really cares that much about playing in their hometown. It's harder to hit home runs there. New York, he's got the legacy. In the middle of a Hall of Fame career, you'd think he'd go back. But, of course, we said that about Freeman. No guarantees. I do think the Giants, I agree with you, they are going to spend big, and his market will be fantastic. It's going to be interesting to see whether he or DeGrom gets more per year. I mean, overall, it's going to be Judge uh, getting the most, and then you'll have the short stops after that, with uh, certainly led by Correa and Turner. But, uh, I mean, per year... We'll see what – I mean, I'm hearing he's going to get $40 million somewhere. Uh, it's interesting to see where will that be, though. I mean, who's going to give a guy who threw 60-something innings uh, after 90-something the year before $40 million? Um, That's what people are saying, and, uh, you know, I believe it. You know, I just don't know that he's got a number of teams. A judge doesn't have a worry about the number of teams, I, I, and it only takes one. But I'm just wondering who's going to go over that max money, max Scherzer money, I don't think the Mets will. I don't know. I don't think Texas? so either. I'm not sure. I don't know. Could be of Texas. the New York of the New York guys. I, I do not see Degrom coming back. And you just said the team. I think Degrom's going to be a Texas Ranger. I think I think the Texas Rangers are about to overspend the living hell out of themselves this <laughs> offseason. 
Well, they definitely scouted him. They definitely need pitching. They need multiple pitchers. The, the one caveat I would say there is that they need multiple pitchers. They need an outfielder. I think they need a first baseman. They need depth. Do they spend $40 million plus on one guy? That's the one question I have. They were scouting him. They definitely want multiple pitchers. But, you know, you get there are a lot of pitchers on the market. Maybe not enough because I think there are like 25 or more starting pitching vacancies. I think there are 11 pitchers that are 2.5 war or better. So, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I know that they're going to spend, are they going to spend 40 million on one guy? And I, you would think it would be at most a three or four year deal. And they don't look like they're ready to upend Houston or even Seattle in the first year or two of that. So is that worth it for them to go give a four year deal to a guy who's not going to help them win the, win the first couple of years? I don't know. Uh, that's why I'm wondering. I mean, he's going to do great. I mean, yes. incredible talent, but I'm wondering where he gets it. I mean, think about that. We got DeGrom out there. We got Kershaw out there. Uh, pitching side, we got Eflin out there. We uh, The bullpen side, I mean, Eflin. You, you got Jansen out there. Um, you got Jock Peterson out there. We got Brandon Nimmo out there, and I haven't even started with maybe the most absurd shortstop market uh, ever put together last year's shortstop market blew everybody's mind but this year just the names Turner Bogart Swanson and Correa all up for grabs I mean we might be looking at a whole completely new playoff landscape next year depending on where these four guys alone go and I'm not gonna lie to you John of all the teams in Major League Baseball that I'm actually worried about coming up this offseason in the free agent market how are the Dodgers going to do? Because it's not like the Dodgers have more. The Dodgers have a ton of money. But since the playing field, as far as finances go, is somewhat even that everyone could spend money, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that the Dodgers are going to win this next year's division. They're going to deal with the Giants who are going to spend, the Padres who are going to be at full strength. The Diamondbacks, by the way, aren't slouches themselves. I, I'm really worried about the Los Angeles Dodgers going forward. Well, they did. What did? How many games did they win this? Hundred and like eleven. <laughs> Hundred eleven games. So I wouldn't worry too much. Obviously, they got a hole at shortstop. You know, mm -hmm. they're going to try to bring Turner back. If they don't bring him back, we think it'll be Correa. Maybe it could be Bogarts. Could be Swanson. There are four great shortstops. I'll be surprised if they don't get one of them. If they don't, you know, potentially they can move Lux over there. You know, there's other ways they could go. They're very creative and smart. They did win 111 games. Uh, so I, you know, I understand your worry. You're out there in Southern California. Uh, I'm not too I'm worried. Not, I'm in New York, buddy. Oh, well, you're a, you're a world traveler uh, <laughs> from Southern California. I am from. Here's my question. Who gets more? And it seems like the conventional wisdom is that Turner will get the most over Correa. But I'll say this. I mean, and Turner's incredible speed, power combination. And even teams talking about maybe center field, which I don't think he'll do it anyway. So I, I think that's a waste of time. But the thing about Correa is he's a little bit younger, more than a year younger. Um, no qualifying offer, so no draft pick compensation. Bigger playoff pedigree. Little better defender. Um, yet everyone seems to think Turner's going to do do better. I have my expert picking, and I think they – I think he picked the same for both, nine years, 270, something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. Who would you say? I mean, because I think I'm in the minority and thinking it's going to be uh, going to be uh, Correa. I, I, I guess it's because he didn't have a great winter last year where there weren't mm -hmm. a ton of teams knocking down his door. Just Detroit wanted to give him the long deal. Uh, 
you know, I, I'm not sure why it is, but I, I, I would say Correa gets the big deal, but others are telling me it's Turner. I think it's going to be pretty close, but here's the reason why I would think it's Turner. Uh, health, he stays on the field. Correa is on the IL a lot. And for a guy that's as young as he is, that always worries me. It's actually the same thing that always worries me about Fernando Tatis Jr. The guy is just hurt a lot, and Turner well, seems to stay on that field. Well, a lot, a lot worries me about Fernando Tatis Jr. It's, that it's, is true. It's beyond it's beyond <laughs> health at this point. Uh, yeah, I mean, I get it. Uh, you know, I think over the last three years, he's done a pretty good job of staying on the field, um, you know, and he is young. Um, I get it. There's a little bit of a back, when there's a back issue or thought, that is a concern. But, uh, boy, he's a good player. I mean, defensively, he's not the best. He's certainly in the top two or three. He's got power, and I mean, he's done it in the clutch a lot. Even though they won the World Series without him, uh, you know, they did win the World Series once with him. Uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, Bogarts is going to do okay too, and so is Swanson. Although uh, my understanding is, uh, and Atlanta's better than anybody at getting these guys in under under market contracts. The mm-hmm. deals that he got with uh, Albies and uh, Acuna are legendary. Uh, my understanding is they're, I don't want to say low-balling, but they're trying to get him on a discount, uh, Swanson. And uh, he's a pretty d- darn good player as well. Hmm. Well, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, one last question before we move on from this and talk about the Hall of Fame briefly. Um, of the teams, what's a team you think is primed to really make a couple of moves? And I have a theory, and I'm only basing it off of one thing. And I'm basing it off a press conference this last week. I'm really excited for the offseason that the White Sox can have. I haven't seen Rick Hahn that happy ever, ever in <laughs> watching him introduce Pedro Grafal. And as somebody who knows Pedro Grafal, has played for Pedro Grafal, I love the guy. I think he's a great hire. I think he's going to be a wonderful manager over there on the South Side. And my thought process is, even though the White Sox, you know, stereotypically do not spend money, you don't go get a manager that you know is your guy and that not make some moves this offseason. I think there's some really good pieces out there for him, like Jock Peterson, like Brandon Nimmo. Hey, a return of Carlos Rodon to the south side would be very welcome over there, not to mention Abreu is a free agent. So the White Sox are a team I think are primed to do something interesting. What, what about you? Yeah, I mean, they, they're certainly disappointed to be about a 500 team and, and mm-hmm. not win that division that everybody figured was a shoe-in for them to win. So uh, I do think they're going to spend. I do like the hire of Grafal. I do like the fact that, uh, you know, that they, they're one team that adheres to the diversity memo or while well, almost everybody else is ignoring it. So uh, good for them there. Um, I do think the owner, Jerry Reins, are very disappointed in what happened this year. Not a surprise there. And I, I do think they are primed to make moves. Um, I, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'd like to see the Red Sox do some moves. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they finished last. Uh, Bogertz is now a free agent. We've got Devers a year from free agency. We know they're trying to lock up both, but, you know, I, I, they've been operating like a small market team now. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think that's really in their best interests. Mm-hmm. Well, I know one guy that's not going to be going over to the Red Sox. That's Anthony Rizzo because, uh, uh, of course, uh, Eric Hosmer opted into his contract, so the Red Sox are going to be playing with some Eric Hosmer this year. Anthony Rizzo, by the way, another really interesting name out there in free agency, especially after the year he had in New York City. Cannot wait to see where he goes. It's going to be an incredible offseason, lots of baseball to be covered. Hopefully you guys will join us here on Big Time Baseball and hear all about it. Uh, last but not least, uh, before we call it a day, 
the Hall of Fame ballot. Um, some interesting stuff, John. Could you uh, could you maybe take me through it a little bit? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, I can't really criticize it too much, yet I do anyway. I, I, did, <laughs> I did vote for five of those guys. I did vote for Murphy and McGriff and Mattingly and mm-hmm. Schilling, and I, I, I did make my exception to my steroid rule with Bonds because I figured he was a Hall of Famer even before he started doing the steroids. Um, so I, they picked five guys who I, I did vote for, but uh, I just I don't – and I, I'm sorry to pick on one guy, and I know I've already been criticized for this, but I do not get the Palmero selection mm-hmm. to be on that ballot at all. I mean, you know, somebody might call me provincial. I, if you're looking for a first baseman, I would have picked the first, best first baseman of all time and Keith Hernandez and put him on the ballot, although I did not vote for Keith Hernandez. I regret that now. Um, you know, to me, it's hard now to separate him and Mattingly. Uh, Hernandez is a 128 OPS plus, and now he's the best defensive first baseman of all time. He kind of revolutionized the position. But he, let's say you don't, you think he's short offensively. Let's say you think his career numbers aren't there. How do you make it Palmero instead of Sosa or McGuire? I, I don't, I don't know. get it at all. What's the justification? Palmero failed a test. He mm-hmm. was suspended. So in the steroid game, I got to think he's worse. In the fame game, and again, Palmero was a great player. He's not even close in the fame game. Sosa and McGuire, whatever you want to say about the steroids, they help bring baseball back. Big time. They're way more famous and and, at much greater achievements than even if you assume all three guys did steroids, they had much greater achievements. I mean – you know, I, I maybe someone could look at the war. Maybe Palmero's war is a tiny. I mean, come on. Sosa hit 60 home runs three times. Yes. McGuire had 70 home runs. Uh, I mean, McGuire was unbelievable. If you're throwing out the steroids and it feels like this group of 11 did throw out the steroids, I don't see how you put Palmero on there and not McGuire. I, I don't, don't get it. I don't know. I honestly, uh, of, of these names, obviously a name that of, was in the era, but I, as far as I know, I've never heard any words of him being associated with the steroid era. And that's Fred McGriff. Fred McGriff no. belongs in the Hall of Fame. Fred, 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 15, yeah, he's got, 15 times. Yeah, the guy. I think the he'll guy, get in. I think he'll yeah, get in. Good, as he should, because he has 492 home runs. And if it weren't for the strike in 1994, his prime time years, the guy would have four, 530 home runs. Right. Yeah, I mean, consistently outstanding player. You know, I don't understand why he got so few votes. He was in the 20% range. I voted for him 15 out of 15 times. He maybe is a little short in the, you know, fame because he was so consistent, didn't lead the league, didn't maybe do something so spectacular. But, I mean, that consistency to me is spectacular. I mean, it's rewarded for the pitchers like Sutton and Necro and all these guys who were consistently good and maybe not the very best. They got in. I, I really didn't get it with with McGriff. I think that he'll get in. That's the one I think is most likely out of the group. But I am rooting for Mattingly and Murphy, who I supported. Uh, Schilling will be an interesting one. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, I love I, they 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 considered character for Mattingly, McGriff, and Murphy. That's great, but it felt like the the picks were all about I don't know what they were about. <laughs> you know, I it 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 was a little weird for me that, yeah. that these are the guys they picked. I you know I I under I mean I would have let it breathe a little bit rather than bringing Bonds and Clemens back, but they did get a lot of votes from the writers. They were around sixty percent, so they were pretty close. So I I, I get the justification for mm-hmm. it, but. I don't want to see, you know, three or four steroid guys get in and Mattingly, Murphy, and McGriff again get the shaft mm-hmm. that they're now competing with guys who cheated the game. You know, I mean, if they want to be in, that's fine, but not at the expense of somebody else. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. It's just, it's such a dodgy engine. And here's the other thing. Whether you have an opinion that is extremely strong or lukewarm, there isn't really a correct answer to this. As much that's as fair. we want to pretend that's there fair. is one. I mean, right. I... I've always been, and I, we've discussed it on this show multiple times, like my barometer, and whether you agree with my barometer or not, but this is the line I set because someone's like, well, where do you set the line? I put it somewhere. And the line for me is 2003. Once it became a rule in Major League Baseball, I will simply give you a somewhat blind eye before 2003. Does it mean I support it? Absolutely not. Cannot stress this enough. But at least it's a place to start, and that's where I go off of it. Right. However, that's not necessarily the right uh, the right agree. idea. Hundred percent agree. I mean, if somebody votes for the steroid guys, and I generally do not, I'm okay with it. You know, you got to have your own criteria, and uh, that's why we have a big voting block. You know, that's one of the criticisms about this. And I and I'm glad they have veterans committees that kind of, you know, make up for the mistakes. The guy because I think we're a little too tough, and I think it's great that they get guys in like. Jack Morris and Alan Trammell and some mm-hmm. other guys who we overlooked. Um, but I, I think you're absolutely right. That's why you have so many people and you have a variance of opinion. And I have no qualms with someone who votes for the guys who did steroids, whether it be after 2003, before. Everybody's got their own criteria. And with 500 or so votes, it balances out and hopefully comes out pretty fair. I think it has come out pretty fair. But like I said, I think we're a little too tough. And that's why I think it's good that they do have the Veterans Committee. And like I said, I like most of that ballot. I just would love to hear an explanation. They tell us who's the 11 people who, who decided the ballot, but, you know, no one's questioned them as why Palmero versus, you know, Maguire or, or any other question that somebody may have. There hasn't been yeah. an interview. They're not, I don't, I don't know if they're not available or we just, nobody's, no one's asked them, but I, I would like to see a little bit more explanation about this. Me too, me too, and I'm sure we will as time goes forward. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a wrap on a truly incredible 2022 season. It's been a wrap on an incredible year. John Heyman, you've been one of the best people, if not the best person to follow (laughs) on all of social media. Continue to follow John Heyman on social media, at John Heyman. Follow me, at Decker6, on Twitter and Antihero Baseball on Instagram. Not to mention, of course, uh, check out my show that I'm on on FS1, The Carton Show. Check out John on MLB Network and, of course, the New York Post. John I love doing this show with you. I love chatting baseball with you. And thank you so much for being a part of another big-time baseball here on Odyssey Sports with me, man. Cody, you are the best. Incredible. Oh. Really appreciate it. Anytime. All right, everybody. Enjoy you some off-season baseball. Beat it. <laughs>